0: welcome to ticket to gamehenge the podcast that discusses the science behind how to get your friends and family to love our favorite band fish as well as other fish related topics from the community you can grab a free chapter of the book at tickettogamehenge.com. my name is adam and joining me as always is my good buddy dr k all right welcome back to yet another week of ticket to gamehenge the podcast where we discuss Everything fish related, how to get your friends and family into fish. I am struggling with getting my wife into fish still. Let me tell you a quick story. Hey, 20 that, years, buddy. I know. And, and that actually came up in, uh, so Friday night, I, we're going to get into a lot of stuff today. Of course, there's been a lot of activity in the fish world. But first I want to talk about, it would have been precisely 8.03, 8.04 Friday night. Put the girls to bed. I like. I didn't want to wait. I knew that they were going to be doing a song from the barn at ten to eight. That was advertised. So we're getting the girls ready for bed, and I've got it on my phone. And I'm sneaking peeks at it. You know, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Whatever. Megan's cool with it. And anyway, so I so I tuck so I tuck Grace in. I've got it on my phone. I'm going downstairs and I'm watching it. And they're moving from. Have you seen the video yet? By the way, no. So the first song was just a, a tray in the background singers backstage. Yeah. Yeah at the theater and then they continued singing and
1: yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. okay yeah so they so they continue singing and what and they're walking out so i was kind of ignoring that song because i was on my way down to turn it on in here and i was talking to megan and i said oh yeah you know it's kind of a bummer This was the last night for beacon jams and she's like oh yeah it's too bad whatever you know just being a supportive partner i suppose mm-hmm. and i go yeah and, and oh yeah we're really holding out hope for new year's still and she looks at me and she goes what and I said, Well, they do New Year's every year, like really holding out that there's gonna be something up for New Year's. And she says this, and my and my heart broke. She goes, I can think of a million things I'd rather be doing on New Year's than watching fish. I tilt my hand, I just stared at her and I went, I think I just died a little, is what I said. And then and then I said, I'm not giving up on you. And she goes, What? And I said, I'm not giving up on you. There was a time when Cause you told me last week, there was a time when Rochelle would, was plugging her ears at a fish show and she goes, Oh, I've never done that. And I go, right. So I'm not, I'm not giving up on you. As soon as I finish saying that, they start playing Karini, my knees buckled, like in front of her, I'm heading down the stairs. I'm in a little mother. I'm about to come downstairs. She doesn't know what's going on. Right. Karini starts. Nah, 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 nah. And I, I was like, Holy shit. And she was what? Like, she had no idea why I was reacting the way that I was reacting. And I was like, it's Karini. It's my face. Oh, oh, I got to get down. And I came running down the stairs to turn it on down here. And, uh, I, you know, I put it behind me and forgot about it. Clearly, I'm holding a bit of resentment still. But I just thought you'd get a kick out of that. And then from there, I, you know, I just watched the whole Beacon Jam show. And it was it was great. Loved it. The Karini was a little bit too short for my liking. But, yeah, great. Great way to start the weekend, in my, my humble opinion. So yeah so i guess why don't we talk about beacon jams um or maybe you can give me some more advice on how i can uh wear wear her down and get and get her into it
1: i think uh i think you need to start with the the attitude of wearing her down you don't have to wear her down you want her yeah. to get excited you know like it should be something right. that like is like yes i can't wait to i can't wait to experience this as different than
0: oh my husband wore me down <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. So I'm mean, going to have to find ways to, and again, I, you know, I played all the time and there's songs that come up and we've added, a, we've added a couple marks to the, um, to the board upstairs. Um, Well, even she was looking through a magazine called farmhouse. Cause our, de- our, our decorating theme, if you want to call it anything upstairs and it's more her than me is it's a, it, it's a farmhouse. <laughs> I just said, Hey, you know, and yeah, there's been a lot of that coming up. So I'll get there. I'll get there. We'll play the long game. I got, I got time. I, I, think, uh, um, I think just holding out the
1: vision for like, you know, cause it seems like it's, it's impossible. Right. It seems like it's an insurmountable yeah. uh, thing. I think just holding out the vision for what it's going to look like and trying to find commonalities and like bringing joy to when
0: like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: watch fish. Right
0: yeah i honestly don't think it can happen without giving her the live fish real concert experience that that needs to happen and it will happen we will go to a fish show and i think that will be the beginning of you know wanting to listen to it more it happened with dave to be honest with you when we first started dating uh she never seen Dave before i took her to buffalo and we saw him in would have been fall of 2010 right around now early december late november and she was blown away at how, at how great it was and how much energy there was. And then, you know, in road trips and driving here and there, she would ask to listen to Dave and put it on playlist. So I'm hoping that uh, if and when this is all said and done, we get back to real 3D live fish, 4D, can smell it, uh, that we'll get there.
1: Anyway. Uh, it'll it'll definitely have the vibe of like, you know, I mean, like, look, people thought Coventry, you know, we thought that that was like it. Yeah. Right? Yeah just imagine the energy I didn't go to any shows in 2009 I had my head of my ass but I could just imagine what the energy of the first tour in 2009 would look like
0: well yeah as you know I've been listening to that tour or that year essentially for the past I don't know maybe month and a half two months as you know I've taken a little bit of time but I'm gonna get into um, what I think is the best show so far I mean, I have a few left of uh, 2009 in a little bit but why don't we start with the beacon jams because yeah, I mean, I I don't know what I had to expect going into it. I, I I think maybe I wanted secretly a bigger surprise. I wanted, you know, either Mike to be sitting in or Trey to be sitting in or something. But we got we got the full lineup of, I guess you can call it, tab. Side note, if you go into the Live Fish app and you go to the week where they did Ghosts of the Forest, it's listed under Ghosts of the Forest and not Trey Anastasio. Ben, funny, I thought cool. I
1: thought of, it's funny just to just interrupt you. I thought of you because I was, cause never – because to me, I didn't even know until you brought it up that it was called Ghosts of the Forest. Like that was like a separate union. I just thought the album was called Ghosts of the Forest, mm-hmm. the Traneesthesia
0: band thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't up. know the reason behind that, but you know. Um, so yeah, like I said, I've already kind of mentioned opened up with Karini, which really kind of got got me going. Yeah. Um, and it. I, I've, I've got, I've got a couple highlights noted down here. What we have, have you listened to the show yet?
1: Bits and pieces of it. I'm still making okay. uh, My way through in order you're not on a shuffle are you no i'm not i don't know what the hell that was all about that had to be a joke or a mouse slip or something um <laughs> yeah, I think so. but I no think so. so what i do is i i start the show mm-hmm. right um i it i've um and then i listen and then what i'll do is i'll go on to i'll go on to like youtube and i'll see what mm-hmm. videos are available for that show and i'll watch some of the songs out of context okay like I first heard, like like last week, I did, I did that for Harry Hood. They posted the video of them playing Harry Hood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I watched it. I didn't like skip ahead on the track. Mm-hmm. And then, like as the week progresses slowly and steadily, um, I listen to the thing. I'm still, to be honest, I'm still. I have my head so far up 11-22-98. <laughs> yeah, that. Uh, yeah, for still, sure. I, you know, I still haven't. Yeah. that
0: yeah okay so let's get to that so why don't we wrap up uh beacon jams quick um and you know i think like i noted down over the eight weeks 152 songs i literally went in and counted uh not a single repeat um my highlights from this past week would be would be three um karini was you know would always be there for me pebbles and marbles was 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 great and then i texted you my highlight slave to the traffic light oh my god like, I think you texted me like a year ago that every time you hear that song, you just best think song. like it's
1: the best song ever. Category, you know, yeah. That song, uh, slave, Harry Hood, you enjoy myself, um, uh, divided sky. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I'm just this is the best song Curtain ever with those songs. Yeah,
0: I think. Uh, yeah.
1: I'm sorry, finish your thoughts because I want to add a couple things.
0: No, I I don't really have a lot of thoughts. I just I thought it was a really really good show. Um, a nice way to sort of wrap it up. I think it kind of left me wanting wanting more. It raised more than a million dollars for the Divided Sky Foundation, which is which is pretty incredible. Um, you know, Vanity Fair even picked up that story. It, it, it's uh, just love how, although it was a tray thing more so than anything else, very in the fish sense of go out do it. Don't make a big deal of it. Connect with the people that really, really care and make an impact, you know? And uh, yeah, it was just, it was just awesome. Kind of like I said, it leaves me wanting more and now nothing but anticipation for what dinner and the movie is going to be for this month, if they're going to do a New Year's thing or what that is. So take it away. What are your thoughts?
1: Oh, not much. It's just, you know, like it's such a blessing. I think we take it for granted. I think like we were talking about last week, you're like, you know, I'm going to slow down and, and, and do a better job of like, making sure I'm listening to the notes and and trying to put myself in this experience. Mm-hmm. You know, like we get something like this. It's just so special and it's so unique. And, you know, um, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of blow over it. Like it's been, you know, eight weeks of, of and it's always going to be there. It's not always going to be there, you know, mm-hmm. it's kinda like what I know, we're going to transition to talking about dinner in a movie. It's kind of like what makes dinner in a movie so special. Like you're there in 98 and you're at this thing, you know, and they're like 97, okay, 97 sorry, 97. And you're um, and you're like, yeah, this is just going to last forever, but it's not going to last forever, you know? And it really, you really yeah. get to appreciate like going back and watching some of the old dead shows now that it's, it's really over. Like the dead yeah. income is excellent, but it's not the Grateful Dead. Mm-hmm. And now that it's really over and you get to like really stand back and appreciate how special each and every show was and how amazing, like it's just amazing. And it's so wonderful that we're still living in a time where, Everybody's alive and we get to experience this.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's a fair point. Absolutely. Um, and it's perspective that I'm sure uh, many lack. But, um, you know, yeah, I'm with good. Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah, I'm totally with you on it. Here's a question. How likely are you in a year or two years time to go back and listen to one of the Beacon Jam shows? Like, like to go back and choose to listen to that instead of Fish or whatever else?
1: Not very likely.
0: Mm, interesting. Why yeah. is that?
1: I thought a lot about it and mm-hmm. um, I, you know, those songs to me are so special, especially mm-hmm. the fish songs. They're so special and they mean so much that I don't know. I think, I think a part of me just wants to hear them a, a certain way. And like, I appreciate yeah. Harry hood with strings. But I also appreciate what Mike sounds like in Harry Hood and the lines sure. that that Paige plays, you know. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I think that's so meaningful and so impactful that I mean, if the only option was to go back and listen to trainastasia Asia band, absolutely I would and I would be grateful. But the fact that I have, you know, all the other hoods and all the hoods to come, I would rather listen to them.
0: Okay. Of the three, here's another question, of the three other members of Fish that didn't, I mean, Fishman played the one week with Ghost of the Forest. It was Ghost of the Forest week that he played, wasn't it? Yeah, he's a drummer. Well, I, well, I guess technically, yeah, he is in Ghost of the Forest. Um, which of the three did you miss the most? Like, if you had to pick one of the three to be able to sit in, which one is it? I have to pick, don't I? Sure, forced choice, yeah um or maybe maybe this is a better question who do you think would have had maybe this isn't fair who do you think of the three would have had the biggest influence and and, and would have maybe shifted the sound more
1: yeah um i think the i think the uh, i think the real answer is all of them because yeah. they play as a unit but i think the real answer honestly honest to god is Fishman.
0: you think so hmm yeah hmm i wasn't I, gonna answer that what were you gonna say I would have said, uh, Mike, First because time. I think because I think his style and yeah, I think his style, his vibe, everything compared to what was the name of the bassist that that the you know, yeah, great. I mean, cool technical player and all that stuff, but he just didn't have the same flavor. That Gordon brings, I love the I love the element. I, I thought I thought the drummer was solid. Um, the element of the percussion that Cyril brought for me, I thought you know, uh, not of course it's not Fishman, but it provided me with some. I really like rhythm, and I like that. I like counter rhythms and stuff that's going on in the background that's not traditional. And there was a lot of that with it. Um, and I also have some thoughts on Ray the the uh, keyboardist because you haven't seen a lot of the shows. You've listened to them, right? Yeah. He has his physical maneuvers and mannerisms when he plays is so unlike any other keyboardist that I've ever seen. Yeah. Like I, it was almost distracting to me. Like I, I will honestly say he sounded great, but watching him, it didn't agree with my brain. He didn't have, he almost looked like he wasn't moving in rhythm with the music. Yeah. And I, for our listeners, you might not be able to tell, but typically when I see a keyboard player, their hands and fingers are stretched out flat and they're playing. His were almost like he had clubbed hands and his fingers were turned in and he would almost like pull the keys towards him like he was raking sand at times. And it was very like hunchbacky and I don't know, very strange, but clearly a great player. But I think I missed Mike more than anyone, which goes against what I would have said weeks ago that I've really gotten into Paige and how much he brings to songs. But I think that bass sound that he brings is so unique.
1: You know, I mean, listen, I can't disagree. Um, And I think that's kind of the beauty of it. You know, like um, if you listen to if you listen to Coventry um, when things are falling apart and a lot of the songs, you know, or that that run where like they play that Vegas show and Trey makes a lot of mistakes and how like it negatively influences the other. They're they're intimately tied together, man.
0: They are. Yeah, you you, you can't. And,
1: and and, and, And that's kind of the part that makes it a challenge for me to listen to Tab, like I'm grateful to hear it, but you hear Trey and Trey will always sound like Trey. That's why I think projects like Ghost of the Forest is hilarious, it always sounds like Trey, no matter what project he's involved in, it sounds like the same. But the other musicians, because I'm so used to hearing what it sounds like with Paige and with Mike and with Fishman, that it's a noticeable difference when there's other
0: people sitting in with them. Mm Mm-hmm, okay. Ticket price is reasonable. They come relatively close. Would you go see TAP? Yeah, for sure. 100%. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess I feel similarly. I, I don't know, honestly, to answer my own question about will I go back in a year or two and come back and listen to one of those shows? I may. I may if I'm in for a different mood. But I think, yeah, I'd have a tough time going in there and looking at everything else that's available. I think I'd have a tough time choosing that one. Especially when I still have so much more to discover and go back and listen to. Yeah.
1: Like, so now you have, you know, you have that that feeling of, you know, standing around with Andrew and I and listening to, you know, you know, Drift While You're Sleeping, for example, when we're jumping around like a bunch of morons. we exactly. were doing this whole thing. Yeah. 100%, right? We're like, everyone, right. Or, you know, you could go back and listen to like Drift While You're Sleeping when you just had an argument with your wife about, you know, not like what would you rather, what memory would you
0: rather have, right? Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I guess maybe we'll kind of keep track of that over time and maybe on, you know, episode 152, we'll say, Hey, I listened to Beacon Jams again. Oh my God. Remember that? Uh, Yeah. Who knows? Um, All right. So let's shift gears a little bit and go on to the Um, I think I said last week before going into 1122.97 that I didn't know the show. And I didn't really know it well. I had listened to it, but I'd forgotten about listening to it. And as soon as it started, it was evident right away, there's only one camera for this whole show, just zooming in and out, back and forth, which, hey, fine. I felt like it was kind of in the stands a bit. And it seemed oddly familiar to me, like super, super familiar, but I couldn't place it. Now, to rewind and backstep a little bit, I uh, uh, was, was put back on the train by you last, last June. We went to see Fish uh, for the 2019 tour, and Haley's Comet was played at our show. On the way home, I remember exactly where we were, right where the QEW meets the 403 at the Ford plant. Anybody out there that drives a Ford Edge, that's where it was made. Um, and you said, hey, there's this, there, there's this really, really great video on youtube that breaks down haley's Comet in in like in a way that will really make you appreciate the types of jams and the history of the song it actually wasn't written by fish and i was interested in it because i just had an amazing experience i went into that show thinking yeah okay this will be fine i'll see craig show again and we'll see fish and and it'll be cool i didn't know it was going to completely change my listening priorities and what i've really gotten into um so I think within a day or two, you sent me the link to Amar Guitars' um, Anatomy of a Jam of Haley's. Yeah. And I, so I was watching it and right away it was familiar. And I went, oh, shit, this is this is the this is the Hampton Haley's show. Oh, my God. So it kind of ruined the opening second set song for me. But yeah, what a show. What a show. I mean, I, I don't know where you want to jump off and begin from. But like, oh, my God, I, I, I think it was the best dinner in a movie, in my opinion, so far. Respect. You know, like any yeah. anytime we get
1: a show from this, you know, anytime we get a show from Fish Conquers America tour, you can't complain
0: or destroys America, whatever it is. It's up on the app, by the way. You can watch it on the app too. It's under it's under 2020, oh, but they so dropped good. but they dropped it in there.
1: Oh, good, about time.
0: So I don't know if it'll <laughs> stay forever, and I think you know this too that all the Beacon Jam videos are in there too. It's just yeah, yeah. they're one track, so you have to if you want to, you know, <laughs> skip to the tenth song, you really can't. So yeah, man, what it, you got to watch it right?
1: I watched the first, I watched the first set. Okay. So Rochelle and I watch a set and then honestly, we just get tired and like, we shut it off and go to sleep. Yeah. Tough to argue with the human body when it wants to do that. Oh, to, to be controversial, like I know, he
0: like, listen, this is excellent. It's not the highlight of the show for me. I would agree with you there too. Um, what was the highlight for you? I know what mine was. Oh, what
1: was oh buddy. I love, I love Mike's into Nitro's yeah into nitrous dioxide, into, into wikipog.
0: I love that, man. <laughs> nitrous a, oxide. And what yeah. a wikipog groove that was, man. I'm going to, I'm going to do my impression of me watching that show. Uh, it, it was this. Aww. For the first 35 minutes, I started it late at about quarter to nine and it was about 20, 25 after nine when they like stopped playing for the first time after starting because they did, you know, they just went mics and the hydrogen in a week of pocket. I was like, Holy shit. And then Harry hood started and that was a great, <laughs> my God. And I remember yeah. Rochelle was like still the
1: first song. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And yeah. like, and like for,
0: I don't know, man, for, you know, like kind of, she's right in a way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, um, I guess I cheated a little bit uh, the few days prior. I was reading some of the comments about the show and sort of the hype building up to it. And somebody had commented on um, on CK5's lighting uh, in the opening of Mike's Excellent. song. And when it, you know, the riff starts and it's dark and they start and it's just, bam, lights and the rainbow. Yeah, it was just, uh, really, really took me back.
1: You know, to, to set context, I think I think the reason that Haley's gets as much credit as it does is number one, it's excellent. Like it's outstanding. And number two, it's a song that, you know, is typically a five minute, very, exactly. key, you know, very, you know, major key, positive, upbeat yep. song, right? So yep. for that you throw something like that at people with not even expecting, it. you're just like, what?
0: Yeah. 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 And, um, like, 20, like 26 minutes for a song that's only five. And, and I think it's a big part of a Mark Guitars video. He breaks down like the notes that start to change it and what Fishman does to take it in a new direction. And um, I love, I love that kind of stuff. And, you know, set two, five song set, um, uh, tweezer, black eyed Katie, which later became MoMA dance, right? Um, Piper, yeah. always good. And then run like an antelope encore, tweezer reprise and bouncing around the room. Just, you know, good. And the, and the energy, you could feel it chubby chubby tray just going for it What's i don't up?
1: think he was that chubby man i think it was the 90s gear you know it was like the shirt on top of a shirt type of stuff
0: i think there was that but he's he's also very thin now you know like he yeah. he he had so. a lot more in his cheeks and neck and his movements have changed a lot he does a lot less of like the uh what would i call it what animal does this with the head in and out when they walk there's an animal that does that when they walk there's a, a bird a sloth you no know, slots are super super slow um but you know when he had like the neck bob thing going there's a lot of it in bittersweet motel 96 97 98 yeah, a lot yeah. of that um but yeah the crowd yeah.
1: energy it was it was interesting because the the, the crowd energy was it was noticeable mm-hmm. like, even with, like crappy camera work like the audience was much more excited than mm-hmm. any of the other dinner and the movies that they showed
0: yeah and well and I, I think it was it, it, it came at a really unique time in the band's history fall fall of 97 the conquer america tour or whatever you want to call it where they were really developing a, what do they call it cal funk and it seemed like almost every jam break the first thing that trey would do was go into the wah-wah the and, and and get that sort of funk jam going and um you know when you listen back it was really evolving at that time a really exciting time for the band like when you look back on it just how how adventurous and just doing their own thing and I also think about, I don't know about you, I know we talked about this weeks ago, but I try to put myself in that, in that time. I've even lately, when I listen to a show, I'll Google image, images of the venue that they're in. I wanna know the size of it, what it looks like. I just wanna get that image. And uh, yeah, just when I think back to that time of everything that they had already done up to that, and they were still, I guess, when you think about it, the Scoba thing is a pretty new band. They've been really seriously touring for less than 10 years at that point in time. They still hadn't done Cypress Creek. They hadn't taken their breaks. They hadn't done all these other things that they've done since. And it was just, yeah, it just felt really, really raw. And I don't know, it just a really good feeling watching that show for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it is interesting, you know. Because they're still, so at that point, if I remember, that was like the first big jaunt into like big arenas on that tour, right? It was like they really, one of the things that I really, 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 really like about 1.0 Fish and, you know, the machine gun tray is there's this, this, it's like a chip on their shoulder. It's almost like the we'll show you,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and I think that just led to a lot of like excellent, just excellent music you know the fact that like they were so obsessive about it you know i think trey used to go back after the show like into his hotel room and like write charts for the next show like it was just it was next level man and it really really comes yeah
0: to yeah i agree you can you can feel and see the drive the ambition the, intense
1: uh, like it's really intense
0: yeah yeah 100 um Yeah, we're really lucky, as you keep saying that. You know, we're able to kind of go back and see that, listen to it, and uh, yeah, really good. So, again, next dinner in a movie, hoping, hoping for something great. I I mean, I'll watch it regardless. (laughs) Evidently, I might not be able to watch it on New Year's Eve if that's when it comes out, unless I'm going to watch it alone. We have we
1: have plans, right? Like we're gonna. I think we're gonna go visit one of Rochelle's friends, so we'll watch it some other time. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Awesome. I wanted to, uh, before we go, I wanted to talk a little bit about 12-3-2009, because last week we were talking about, you know, what are the best second sets that are out there? And and I don't necessarily have my, um, I can't really say, hey, this is the best second set ever, but I think I can confidently say the best second set of the 2009 tour has got to be 12-3-2009, uh, which was MSG. Um, I've noticed a trend, and I don't know if it's, I don't think it's on purpose, but it seems to me that anytime fish does a three night stand in a venue over a weekend or whatever it is, it seems to me that night two is the best of the three nights. Um, and, and you you would almost think that the first night or the last night would be the best, but it just, for me, consistently night two has the best jams, the best sets, the best surprises, in my opinion. Um, so I listened to this on the way home uh, during after, after black Friday last, last week, I ran a store. It was busy, kind of a crazy day. Uh, I'm going to kind of break it down a little bit. So, Down With Disease, you know, open up with Mike's squabbly bass jam or whatever you want to call that. Um, 19 minutes and 23 seconds, a great, great type 2 jam. Like, really, really good. Into Piper, which I always love. Fluff Head. And by the time they get, like, I was like, holy shit, this is great first three songs of the second set. And then Cities. But it's Cities in a way that, I don't know, just for me, pop. Like, I was I was really into it and he singing those lyrics that, yeah. It, and it's a song that honestly, two years ago, I wouldn't have, you know, gotten excited over. I was just kind of like, eh, whatever. Into Free. Then Haley's Comet, short version, six and a half minutes, kind of kind, kind of a usual H- Haley's Comet. And then 2001. Now I've heard 2001 a lot, a lot. And um, I don't know the notes You're I want you specifically to go back and listen to this version of 2001. Okay. Because Trey does something on the guitar that I, like, I, I don't even know how to explain it. So he, and again, I don't have perfect pitch, but you know, the notes are bam, bam, bam. So that last note on the high one, every time he hit it, he hovered on the edge, right on the edge of that note just being so sharp with an element of feedback that just sounded in a way like it, it felt like it was piercing me. Like it was like it didn't hurt. It, it kind of hurt, but it hurt in a good way. If that oh, yeah. makes any sense. And there are times, and again, I'm not a guitar guy, where those really high notes, you can see, he there's a it's tough, it's tough to play. I have a tough time finding it. You've mentioned to me that it's a matter of the vibration and the air and holding it in the right spot, so you get that resonance or whatever you want to call it. But he was bordering on the edge of just making that note super sharp with some feedback. It was just well, awesome. I'll listen. Yeah. 12, 12, three, 2009. And then after that, the set ends with David Bowie, but before, as a segue from 2001 into David Bowie, he hits this thing on his guitar an effect that was an even higher pitch that yeah. I swear, if I was on something at that show, like, you know me, I've never done the LSD and never done stuff. But if I was, yeah. I think my insides would have ended up on my outsides. Like it was just like, I was in the car sober listening to it and went, holy shit. Like it just, me, man, it was awesome. awesome. So, I don't want to overhype it, I probably have. And I'm sure if anyone's listening to this and is going to go back and listen to it, they're going to go, whatever, man. But for me, in that moment, the way it sounded was just brilliant. And then the car was character zero, but that second set was just ah, oh, so good for 2009. Um, which I'm almost done, I'm on the last MSG show, and then I'm going, I'm actually literally on Mike Song from MSG 12 4 2009, and then I'm almost done 2009. That, yeah. Like. Yeah. I'm just going to keep going. I figure going. why not? Why not? Unless there's a, a better recommendation you have, but.
1: Oh dude, I'm listening to, uh, what am I here? Let me get my phone. I'll tell you exactly what I'm listening to. Oh, I'm listening to, um, I'm listening to Portland from 98 when they came back from Europe. Okay. Oh man. So good. As 0 98.
0: My 15th, ninety eight. How far in are you? I'm in the second set.
1: And they played, uh, oh, they played, uh, they played Tweezer and uh, it gets all like moody and it transitions into a song that you wouldn't think that they would transition into. Mm. That's not their song. That's a cover. It's awesome.
0: Okay. Maybe I will deviate and listen to that on the way home on the dark snowy drive tonight. Um, You know, one thing we haven't talked about and it was like first on my list was The poll. I put out there, you know, we, we, I think it's no secret. We talked about how we like to go into a show that's new to us or even a show that we haven't listened to in a long time, blind hit play. And just like when you're at a show, you don't live show, you really don't know what's going to come next. So we we just kind of talked about that last week and we said, you know, I wonder what other people do. So I just wanted it out there. Which
1: by the way, makes dinner in a movie really, really tough. Like once the announcement, they make the announcement, I have to be off like media because people discuss the songs right as they should.
0: Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So, um, what do we got here? We had a total of 169 votes. There were four options. Option one review, set list before listening. So you got of know what it's going to be. Uh, okay. option two: go in blind, just at play. That's what you yep. and I both chose. Yep. Option three hit shuffle and break all the rules. Um, and then option four, I don't listen to new shows. Um, so overwhelmingly, there was two very, very popular choices. Eight, the winner was Going Blind, just hit play. So 89 of the 169 votes were that. 73 uh, reviewed the set before listening. One person hit shuffle. <laughs> and uh, six people say that they don't listen to new shows. Um, reading through the comments, I love that. Whoever votes for shuffle, please explain this madness. One person did and never really explained it. Um, I said to you, when we first started getting, or when I first started getting back into fish and was on the app, I asked you like, why does a shuffle button even exist on here? Like, why would somebody even do it? Uh, I guess, unless you're making a playlist of your favorites and you don't, from different shows, which you can do. Um, but yeah, a lot of people, I like to listen blind so that when they bust into antelope or whatever, it's my first time knowing it and I get to react accordingly. That's, that's it for me,
1: man. man. That's exactly right. Yeah. Dude, you I don't know if you I don't know if you've experienced this, but it's so funny how like, whatever they play kind of sets the narrative for what's happening in your life at that moment. Like, mm, I remember, well, yeah, we attached. I remember, yeah. I remember one guy was like, uh, he's like, hey, you know, I'm getting into mountain biking and I want to listen to fish. You know, like what recommendations for shows do you have And I was like, listen, man. You pick a show, and you hit play, and then you go on your bike ride, and whatever you're listening to is gonna create a beautiful narrative for you. That's how, like, when I train, like when I
0: have a longer, like, workout, and it's like an hour, yeah. whatever, man, that's all you do. Yeah, I agree, especially when and when I think about things like expectations. We've talked about that a little bit. When you when you inflate, and I maybe just did that for twelve three 2009 you know, we, you inflate those expectations for people, um, or others do it to you, and you go in and, and, and you have a certain level that you need to hit. And when it doesn't live up to it, it could be a disappointment. Um, you know, like how many movie trailers ruin the movie? You know, or the best thing about the movie is just in the trailer. You watch the trailer and you're good. I think there is an element of going in blind to movies, to TV shows, to fish shows where you are going to make it what you want it to be. You're a lot less likely to be influenced by somebody else's opinion about what's great and why it's great, and why it resonates with you, because it's yours at that point. Yeah. Makes sense you know, so, yeah, so, um, yeah, so I, I, it's funny, somebody on here said, I review some, some of the set lists to determine which shows I want to dive into, but I kind of look as quickly as possible to see if it's got some bangers. Uh, I'm also um, into, but I'm also not to spoil the whole journey. Yeah, Maybe I should just get recommendations from y'all and go in blind. Excited for Saturday's dinner and a movie. I've never heard that night, so I'm going in blind for it, but with all the hype, I know it's legit. Maybe I'll reply to that person and see how that went.
1: If I uh, if I if I didn't listen to a show like I'm thinking of like years ago, if I didn't listen to a show because there's a couple songs that like I wasn't crazy about, I would never have ended up liking those songs
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: but like the amount of the amount of fish songs that I'm excited to hear is like 98 percent of the friggin catalog because over time you know it was like the one or two percent um, mm-hmm. where you're like... You know, like, Wake Up, here's a great example. We're going back listening to the Baker's Dozen. Mm -hmm. The the Jimmy's night, the one they played on the last Sunday, they go into uh, Wake Up Dead, which is Mm -hmm. off the Wake Boat album. When I first heard Wake Up Dead, I'm like, ah, whatever, man. I don't like this song. I heard it on that night. I'm like, I freaking love this song.
0: Yeah. That's how it goes. Yeah, Yeah, totally, totally. And, and, um, yeah, like, just the constant reminders of, oh, shit, this song. You know, there's just so much of that. The catalog is so, it's so deep. I mean, 152 unique songs over the eight weeks at Beacon Jams, so it could go another eight weeks and get another 152 songs. You know, it's uh, really, really incredible just how prolific uh, they've been and Trey, and Trey has been and we get to benefit from all of it. So um, yeah, I just find it funny. I, I think I know, I know for me, I get a, I get a much more genuine thrill out of going in blind and not and not knowing what's coming. And I think a different appreciation of it too.
1: Totally agree. 100%. I've always listened like that. You know, I'm like, I want to mimic the live experience. Like, think about standing around and you hear a song that, you, you know, and you're like, oh my God. Like, you, yeah. why would you want not want to recreate that excitement if you could? Or at least get as close to that as possible.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when I was listening to 12.3 2009 on my home last week. Again, I should have been recording myself because my reactions were like, you would think that somebody was beside me that I wasn't alone the way that I was reacting. And uh, yeah, that's a feeling unlike anything else, you know, and uh, I'd want that for anyone else. So my advice for anybody listening, go in blind surprises are a good thing because there's really not any bad surprises when it comes to a live fish show. If anything, you go, Oh, okay, great. That's the worst that it gets. But the best is how great it can be. And that amazing feeling of oh, holy crap. Here we go. Stop for I Antelope. Love this song. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which happens to me all the time in a great way. So happy reminders. All right, man. Anything else from you? Nah, man. All good. All right. As always, smash that like button, subscribe. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. Have a great week. Stay safe. You've been listening to Ticket to Gamehenge. In addition to wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us on Instagram, YouTube, and of course, ticket to gamehenge.com, where you can grab a free chapter of the book how to get your friends into fish. Make sure you subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, keep sharing in the groove.